Hello and welcome back to Night Swims, a podcast hosted by two idiots who think they know everything about mysteries, conspiracies, and strange phenomena. I'm your host, Douglas Green, alongside the other host, Jackson Houston. Stop licking me. <laughs> I, I don't want to stop licking you. Stop. <laughs> it wasn't really me licking him. It's uh, Douglas's new, new dog. A new person. His name's Coda. Say hi, Coda. Oh, oh. <laughs> he tried to bite it. No, <sighs> we don't bite It's been a while. Hello? Yeah. yeah. It, okay. Somebody got COVID. I got COVID a little over a week ago. Uh, so Night Swims was sidelined. And you're probably wondering, well, why, got, why didn't you guys just record like via phone, phone call or something? Because we're um, lazy as shit. I didn't want to. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, <laughs> I hate recording in this house because it is so hot. It wasn't hot last time. I know. Well, I ate in the dining room where there's no fans. So maybe yeah. that's why. Maybe my body will warm up to it. you sit under these fans, you really don't even think about On it. On this leather couch yeah. that's super insulated, that's going to heat up my back. Well, if you have sweating problems, that's on you. Mm, that's a good point. Sit. 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 We're on. Okay. There's another. T- there's a time and a place sit. to do there this. We go. I'm just trying to get him to sit down while we record. <laughs> He stood right back up. He, he so really yeah, wants to eat the mic. I had COVID, uh, um, and uh, that's all that's really happened. Doug's dog still has his balls. He's a rescue. Yep. Um, what else has been going on? Conspiracy-wise out there, I don't know. The Epstein case, that's quieted down a lot. I don't know what's happening with that. I feel like I could look it up. I just don't really want to. You had a lot of downtime. You really could have done that. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's your topic today. Yep. Correct. Yep. Um, but before we continue, I, I do. Oh, fuck. Nice. I I thought of this while watching. Oh, mine. Yeah. While watching How I Met Your Mother, um, that kind of disproves t- uh, time travel. Because like, think about this, right? How can you disprove? You can time prove travel time travel isn't real at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's here's why. To whoever is if 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 someone is like listening to this right now, in the future where time travel is real, travel back to this exact time and prove it. Uh, it is currently Monday, July twenty sixth, twenty twenty one, at four thirty one p.m. in Mobile, Alabama. That's how. Yeah, but we're also a podcast that nobody listens to. It doesn't matter. But, like, you got to think about <laughs> how it. How does like, that not matter? Because if they have time travel, then they're like, if, t- like, you can, like, like, say, like, like, yourself, even. Like, yeah. you could, you could write down a note yeah. that says, whoever finds this, travel to this time and prove it, prove, like, that time travel is real or something like that. Like, you leave an imprint out in time. Eventually, someone's going to hear that time, that, or, Hear that imprint, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then they would Sounds be able a lot like that movie, The Tomorrow War. Go see it. That movie right looks now. so stupid. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a th- something I thought of. Hmm. And then I have something I want to do at the end of the episode. But oh, let's get on with your topic. Is it what I we? think it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna hook it up to that speaker. Oh, shoot. just blast it. That's gonna be loud. We're gonna break some windows. All right, hold on. I gotta. We both had Wendy's. We're kind of <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, I'm make my shirt baggy. Let's hear. Let's hear yeah. what you got. Um, 
Okay. Okay, Jackson. Jackson, okay. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, you know how when you move into a new house, like in the movies, it's not really haunted until like weeks after? Mm-hmm. I think that's happening. Really? <laughs> Maybe. Was it not just like Coda doing something? I don't know. We'll see. So, on today's episode... What gonna, number is this? Do you know what number we're at? 107. A, check, check. 106. Oh, so this will be 107. Or this will be No, this will be 106. Because okay. the last one was 105, Atlantis Part 2. Atlantis? Uh, yeah, Atlantis. All right, well, today. Jesus, I swear. We either need new mics. No, we need new mics. So today we're going to cover the Dogon and Sirius B. The excuse so, me. Who are the Dogon? You ask. The Dogon are a tribal group in West Africa, south of the Timbuktu in Republic of Mali. Uh, based on oral history, the Dogon possibly came from the west bank of the Niger River. Niger, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Uh, Sometime between the 10th and 13th centuries. Uh, History. In the 1930s and 1940s, French anthropologists Marcel Griel and Germain Deterlin studied the Dogon's mythology and traditions. It was found that they knew a surprising amount of modern astronomy. Uh, According to their studies, the Dogon believed the planets orbited the sun, the Earth and other planets rotate on their axis. Saturn has a ring. Jupiter has four moons. And that the star Sirius has an invisible sibling planet with a 50-year orbit. So this ancient tribe in Africa like knew all this? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is in their mythology, which a lot of mythology has to, like, they base their gods off of, like, the stars and stuff. Got it. That's where this is heading. Um it would not require advanced technology to know how the planets orbit. Uh, to know about Saturn's rings and Jupiter's moons would require remarkable eyesight and an extremely clear sky. The mystery. Uh, the Dogon's knowledge of Sirius B is astonishing. Wait, what year did, did the archaeologists or whoever discovered the 30s and 40s? 1930s and yes. 40s? And how long, when were the Dogon active? Uh, I think they're about a 5,000-year-old. Uh, tribe are they still active during the time of discovery? I believe so. They were. They, well, so let, the th- let me read into it. Okay. Um, the Dogon's knowledge of Sirius B is astonishing. Uh, scientists were able to discern this information about Sirius B with the use of quantum mechanics and relativity, relativity, and advanced telescopes. Um, mainstream science theories. Uh, Robert Burnham who wrote Burnham's Celestial Handbook, believes that the Dogon possibly had extraordinary eyesight with a 10-inch reflecting telescope and clear skies. Sirius B can be seen. However, with that technology, the Dogon would also have been able to see Uranus, Neptune, and make other cosmic observations. Uh, Belgian anthropologist Walter Van Beek visited the Dogon in 1991. Uh, Do you want to switch mics since you're doing a lot of talking? Sure. That 
question. You got it. All right. Check, check, check. You're good. Is that you making that? Okay. Um, Belgian anthropologist Walter Van Beek visited the Dogon in 1991, hoping to support Marcel Groel and Germain Dutelin's findings. However, the Dogon did not report any legend of Sirius B. Uh, alien theories. Another theory is that uh, Sirius B may have been brighter in the past. However, there is not much evidence to support that theory. The Dogon would have to have known that Sirius B would become a white dwarf. Uh, another theory is that the Dogon were not visited by aliens, but by technological civilization who imparted their knowledge, which the Dogons adopted as part of their mythology. In 1976, author Robert Temple theorized that the Dogon were visited by the Nomo, who are ancestral spirits from the star Sirius A. It was the Nomo who told the Dogons about Sirius B. Uh, the Dogon believed that the Nomo were demigods, descendants of the creator of the universe, Ama. Uh, the Nomo were originally one being split into four parts of twins. Uh, when one of the Nomos rebelled against Ama, another was killed to restore balance. Uh, part of the Nomo's remains were scattered across the universe, and other remains Ama used to create the ancestors of the human race. This Nomo was eventually resurrected. In the final stage of creation of the universe, Ama sent all of the Nomo with a bounty of resources to sustain human life to Earth. Uh, Temple believes that the Dogon's uh, mythology is evidence of memory passed down by oral history of an amphibious uh, extraterrestrial race that visited the Sirius star system. Um, some believe the Dogon were visited by Aryan gods, uh, who are also described... How, how do you spell Dogon? Uh, D-O-G-O-N. Mm. Sorry, continue. Uh, some believe the Dogon were visited by uh, Aryan gods who are also described in Mesopotamian cultures. It is thought that when Europeans settled in Africa, they were interpreted as the return of these gods uh, because the Aztecs similarly... similarly interpreted the arrival of Cortez as the return of the god Quetzalcoatl. Um, they may have been visited by the same aliens. How did an African tribe come to possess advanced astronomical knowledge about the Sirius star system? Throughout many civilizations, throughout history, many civilizations were fascinated with Sirius, the dog star. Uh, this bright celestial object uh, occupies an elevated status in various mythologies, but none paint a more intriguing picture than the, Do the Dogon tribe of West Africa. Need to sit up. The rich culture of the Dogon people spans back more than 5,000 years, 5,000 years, uh, and one of their ancient legends tells a story of a race of otherworldly beings called the Nomo. Uh, according to legend, these advanced individuals visited the earth eons ago, descending from the sky in a vessel accompanied by fire and thunder. Friendly in nature, they shared some of their wisdom with the ancestors of the Dogon. At this point, we should mention that the Dogon possessed no astro astronomical instruments with which to study the night sky. But despite this inconvenience, their legends mention that the Nomo came from a planet that orbits one of the two stars in the Sirius star system. Just remember this pop filter was bitten by your dog. Yeah. I can smell it. 
His breath doesn't smell though. He's got oh, a very does. clean mouth. It's a dog breath. It's it's just warm. No, it's, it's just warm it's breath. So bad. But sorry, I just wanted to mention that real quick. I'm sorry. Discussing the Dogons. <laughs> Uh, it would have been impossible for them to reach this conclusion just by studying the star with the naked eye. In fact, astronomers only discovered Sirius's smaller companion star a good 250 years after the telescope was invented. Every 50 years, the Dogons celebrate the passing of a Sirius cycle, a tradition they keep in honor of the Nomo. Uh, that is exactly the time it takes for Sirius B to complete an orbit around its larger, more well-known companion Coincidence, that's what the article said. I thought I'd add that. So, uh, did you look up if they were still a tribe? Oh. Well, I looked them up on, on YouTube mainly because I wanted to see if they had anything about like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really seem to have any of that, so let me see if... Uh, they're still a thing. Yeah. Looks like it. Uh, the fact that a primitive African... Between 400 and 800,000... Like their population? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. That's a lot. Uh, the fact that a primitive... Uh-oh. Sounds like someone just has bad luck with mics. The fact that a primitive African tribe possessed advanced knowledge about the universe is a mystery. But no one can be easily explained if we viewed their legends as mirrors of real events. Is that an iCarly ad? Yeah, it was. Nice. Watch iCarly on Paramount+. Plus. No. <laughs> No. Uh, so what do the Dogon say about the Nomo? Their home planet orbits Sirius B and is a largely aquatic world. All legends describe them as amphibious creatures, very similar to our conception of merfolk. So Atlantis. This is Atlantis Part 3. This is Atlantis the planet. <sighs> Great. Great. You should be happy about Oopsie. that. Um, their upper half of the body closely resembles the Nordic alien prototype of blue-eyed, blonde-haired, tall humanoids. What is that? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, they landed in a large spaceship, the Dogon, called Pelu Tolo, or Star of the Tenth Moon. Uh, this event is one of the great importance is one of great importance uh, for the Dogon. Their first contact uh, at the same time. The Nomo ship was spiraling towards the Earth. A new star appeared in the sky, possibly a mothership from Sirius. Uh, the tribe described the star as having a swirling circle of reddish rays around it and also say that it was stationary relative to the other stars in the night sky. Uh, the Dogon revered the Nomo as, and regarded them as civilizing gods. They are commonly referred to as masters of the waters, the watchers, or the saviors. When shown photos of the most encountered alien species, uh, Dogon shamans identified them with the Nordic alien type, claiming that their tribe had met blue-eyed white humanoids long before meeting white men. Huh. Uh, as unbelievable as the story sounds... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm holding it as tight as I can. I think you're doing too much to it. I might Maybe be. That's I might be. Uh, as unbelievable as the story sounds, it is unparalleled by many others worldwide, and they all share one common aspect. Advanced alien beings visiting our planet, offering their aid and knowledge, and being revered as gods. Oh, I like that idea. What idea? Alien visitation. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound, that does sound nice. Yeah. 
It would appear that this rash of visitations occurred. Would you? Would you? Sorry, just real quick. Yeah. Would you mate with an alien? Like if he like texted me. If he, or she, or it. Thank you. Thank you, Coda. If Coda's an alien. I wish Coda would like take a hint that he's clearly just right in the way. He's one and a half. Give him a break. You don't know how old he is. It's what the vet told the girls. When are you gonna? When are you gonna? What's his? When's his birthday? When are you gonna celebrate his birthday? I don't know. You need to take him to a vet, and so that way you I can figure out. Take him to a vet. You know what to do about those massive balls of his, oh as well as uh, possible fleas, as you th- as you know, he and um, fleas. That's his, why he's gnawing on his himself. teeth. Oh, he has fleas, and you're not getting him flea medicine. I gave him flea medicine. Oh, I was about to say. Just, just, br- just bring a dog in that has fleas. Just let him just like roll around and they're everything. They're going to have fleas. Yeah, I know. But anyways. Sorry. I, back to the, the you topic. Would you mate with an alien? and then Mate? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said meat. No, I said mate. Oh, well, and then it, it you depends. were like, well, if he texted that's me. Why, that's why I was like. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's your preference. That's your preference. That's my alien preference. But it's I a weird. you said meat. How, so I would be, would you. You said it like if we're going to meet for lunch or something. Yeah, I said, would friends. you mate with an alien? You definitely said meat. Hell no, I didn't. Go back. Go back. <laughs> that clearly sounded like meat. You de- Yeah, meat. Or, I mean, mate. Yeah. yeah. I, I said <laughs> you it like... You said it like, mate. I said it like, would you mate? With <laughs> <laughs> so, we can't pay. <laughs> the, 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 the plantation. <laughs> the cone. But it does... Okay, so <laughs> would you mate with an alien? Well, it but here's the thing. You can't, you can't know what they look like. Well, that's unfair. You, but like you... The, the government... No. The government approaches you and is like, hold on, I'm hung. The government approaches you... And it's like, we need 50 humans to mate. So they it does sound like I'm saying meat. To mate with the aliens that are about to come down here. Oh, would, yeah. you, would you be one? <laughs> shut up. Would you be someone that would be willing to do it? And then you're like, well, I mean, I can't what do you know say? what they look like. Uh-uh. So they know that they can reproduce with us. Mm-hmm. Well, no. They just, they, here, well, then what am I supposed to do? Here's what they've had. Um, here's what they've done. They've sent a space message. Like a radio message, and they're like, "Need human alien yes, hybrids? Need humans for reproduction?" And then the the government's like, "I have fifty of them," and they're like, "They well, do yet. like they do like a volunteer thing." Actually, come to think of it, it, I bet if the United States if they made an announcement and we're like, "We need fifty people to reproduce on an alien," I guarantee you, there'd be thousands at least. 50,000 people yeah. would instantly like, and not like, and like, just like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like in a super like obsessive way, be like, oh yeah, I want to I do it, whatever it takes. Just, just let me be on the alien ship for five seconds. Yeah. All right. Continue about the Dogons. Well, oh, I mean, now you're thinking about I w- this. No, I, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't? Because what if they're gross? Like a slimy, tentacly alien. Well, that's a risk you have to take. I'm not doing it. Do I get paid? A little. A little? What's a little? Ten grand to start. Ten, to st- oh, does it depend on... Okay, what if you do the you, you do breed with an alien? No, I'm not giving you this food. But where the, the dude gets pregnant. 
how would that even work? Well, because like seahorses. But the, see, we don't have. But how, what if they can reproductive organs? Yeah, but what it you don't know. It might work the other way around on that planet, and whatever they do to us makes us pregnant. I guess. And you never know. You're dealing with aliens here. Anyways, uh, it would appear back to the Dogons. It would appear this that this rash of visitations occurred around five thousand years ago, possibly following a great flood or another catastrophe. The white-skinned gods apparently visited the entire planet as legends ranging from Australia to the Americas describe similar beings uh, teaching mankind their ways. Excuse me. This is terrible. Oh, shoot. Is that it? Wait, what? (laughs) There's definitely more. All you looked up was one article? No, I just read two articles. So you looked up two short articles? Yeah. Anomalians. Well, that's enough to talk about it. Anyways, if you were listening, you weren't listening. So No, I was, but like it ended abruptly. So the idea is that it's believed the Dogons interacted with aliens? Yeah, because they had um, superiorly advanced knowledge of the star systems without having the technology. Or the Sirius B star system. But and what the the question is? Excuse me. What specifically is Sirius B? Well, they knew that um, Sirius B had a was it a planet that revolved around it, which was the um, Nomo's home planet, and it had a fifty-year uh, orbit around the star, and that's why they have that celebration every fifty years that they've kept up with for five thousand years. Or so, roughly five thousand. You, you have a lot of eye boogers. But um, um, I mean, it's kind of kind of stupid to say that they didn't have aliens involved. I mean, I would say between us, girls, mm-hmm. I would say that that's a good amount of evidence. That is the fact that this giant old tribe was able to say all these things yeah. about the space system mm-hmm. like Saturn's rings and yeah. all those other types of things. So I would say, yeah, definitely plausible. Um, excuse me. A little short for a return. Yeah, well, that's why we're, it's not over yet. Alright, fair enough. Anyways. Um, I would say so. So you, you, you would say that uh, I mean, between us girls you'd say that this this story is real. Yes. It's between us girls? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't yeah. see why it wouldn't be. No, I mean, I mean, can't really prove that. We can't really... It's you just, know what? You know what needs to happen? Mm-hmm. It's the no-mo need to come back. It's, one of the, it's just one of those things you can't prove or disprove. Yeah. No. Well, what about this? The Egyptians had... Um, Somewhat advanced knowledge of the the night sky. Somewhat advanced. Yeah. Well, they li- well they lined up uh, the pyramids of Giza with the uh, Leo constellation. That wasn't the movie Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Was it? That, I don't think it's real. No, it is real. Is it really? That is real. Are you sure? I'm positive. I would double check just in case. I know it was in the movie, but that 
Because they had to they had to break apart the top of the uh, pyramid. No, which was a really cool scene. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see pyramids of Giza. Mm, no, not Legos. <laughs> let's see. No constellation. Hmm. Uh, are the Egyptian pyramids aligned with the stars? What we got? Uh, the idea gets tossed around so often. This is uh, astronomy.com. Right, um, it's reliable. So often that many uh, ancient Egypt, Egypt fans, like ourselves... Um, I do like Egypt. Simply accepted as true, and on the surface, it seems plausible. This is referring to the question: Do the Egyptian pyramids line up with the stars? Uh, the ancient, stars? the, uh, I'm almost certain the Leo constellation. Uh, the ancient Egyptians tracked the night sky closely. They studied the constellations and used the motion of the stars to make decisions about when they when to plant crops and when to harvest. Um, but there's a, been a long debate about whether the pyramids themselves are actually aligned with a, any particular set of stars. Over the decades, researchers have proposed a handful of possible celestial alignments for the pyramids, especially with the Giza pyramid complex. This famous site outside Cairo includes the Great Pyramid or the Great Sphinx and three main pyramids: the, the Pyramid of Mankur, uh, the Pyramid of Khafre, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. Which I'm pretty sure the Khafre one is the biggest one. No. Um, but no. the pyramids were built... The biggest one is the Great Pyramid. Isn't it? Hey, Siri. What's the biggest pyramid of Giza? Here's what I found from wikipedia.org. The Great Pyramid of Giza, also known as the Pyramid of Khufu or the Pyramid of Cheops, Khufu? is the oldest and largest of the pyramids in the Giza Pyramid Complex, bordering present-day Giza and Greater Cairo. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, oh, wait, I'm down here. Um, but the pyramids were built in the decades around 2500 BC uh, during a long period called the Old Kingdom of Ancient Egypt. So any celestial alignment they have with the night sky would have to match with what the heavens looked like some 4,500 years ago. Egyptian pyramids, a gateway to the stars. Uh, theories about the pyramids' connection to the stars go back a long way. But in the 1980s, a researcher named Robert Boval came up with a suggestion that has since buried itself in the minds of the public. He pointed out there are similarities between the layout of the three pyramids of Giza complex and the relative separation uh, between uh, the three stars. I was saying it wrong. Orion's belt, not Leo. Oh, Leo yeah, that's why it sounded weird. Yeah. Um, the three stars of Orion's belt in the constellation Orion. Uh the idea went mainstream in Boval's 1995 New York Times bestseller, The Orion Mystery, uh, which expanded on the notion that the pyramids were created to serve as a gateway to the stars. Uh, Boval claimed that the constellation Orion governed, governed the construction of all the pyramids. Mm-hmm. Uh, his idea came to be known as the Orion Correlation Theory. Uh, today, it's considered a fringe idea in archaeology. Why? There's no physical evidence to prove an intentional correlation. Plus, there's nothing in Egyptian texts indicating the pyramids were intentionally designed that way. Mm. 
Uh, it also, in the movie... Continue. In the movie <laughs> Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, which is what this idea is based on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That didn't say that. You're lying. <laughs> I got Jackson going for a second there. I was really confident. <laughs> Jackson's like, ah. I was really cocky. <laughs> Damn it. Are you, are you sure? Are you just like. There's nothing. Mm, okay. It's astronomy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, so that's that. That is a real theory. Okay. So <clears throat> I do. I think that the, maybe the Dogons and the ancient Egyptians are related somehow mm-hmm. in terms of their experiences, or maybe they were both visited by the same people. That's what or I think. Something because also not just their alignment, the pyramids but also their construction. Yeah. Listen to this. Giza's pyramids were constructed between 2550 and 2490 BC. How many years is that, Jackson? You said 2550 and... 2490. That's 60 years. Mm-hmm. Under the pharaohs Khufu, Khafre, and Mankar... Don't forget Kukumpu. Kukumpu, yes. <laughs> what are the other ones? Uh... Kukumapu. Kukumapu. Um, Rakamakati. And Darren. What about Wanahakalugi? <laughs> we can't forget. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, <laughs> we can't forget Wanahakalugi. Uh, great pharaoh. Uh, there were tombs. There were tombs. Their tombs were intended to emulate and honor the gods as the pharaoh passed into the afterlife and became a god himself. Mm. Uh, Pharaoh Khufu's was the first and largest uh, pyramid built around 2550 BC. It is around 481 feet tall. It is constructed of roughly 2.3 million stones that weighed each between 2.5 and 15 tons. The Great Pyramid was a tomb that was built to mimic light. Okay, so hold on. Let Let me finish this. No, no, no. Let's... We need to stop talking about the pyramids and everything because ancient Egypt is a topic I want to cover in the future. All of it? Like I've already started. I know, but like Well hold on, let me just read let me just read this this thing. All right. Hold on. Mm. Come on. I know. I know. Because I want to go over like the pyramids and like oh. the ancient In like, order to finish the great pyramid in 23 years it was calculated that the workers would have to set a block every two and a half minutes every day of the week and each block weighed it between two and a half to 15 tons well that is a very interesting thing that we'll have to come back to later in an episode uh but we could segue into your topic I haven't researched it yet. Well, exactly. You re- you base it off of this, then. All right. Fine. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to end it right now. The pyramids will be talked about next week. Yes. Yes, they will. For now. For now, we're going to talk about. Let's finish talking about the Dogons. Um, I bet you know. I bet they didn't have back sweat on a leather couch. Why don't you sit up? 
I'm really comfortable. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's, it's a really soft couch, but at the same time, like I can feel the sweat. Can you like stick to it? Like, listen to this. <sighs> Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> it's like peeling off a sticker. Yeah. Um, I think the Dogons definitely had some alien contact, but to what extent? I think they oh, no. actually met these aliens. Because in order to be taught this stuff, they definitely had to like have long-term exposure to their mind, if you know what I mean. Like, they... Aliens came down and, you know, it was like an Airbnb for these aliens. They stayed, shared some ideas like, oh, that's where, you know, there's a planet up there with rings on it. And they're like, ooh, like mm-hmm. getting taught all this knowledge. Mm. That's my, that's my thing. But the whole idea that when, when these aliens came down and another star appeared in the sky, which is presumably the mothership. Yes. Because it would not move compared to the other stars. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. That That's just another thing. And, like, that's written down, I think. Yeah. Maybe well, no, that was... That's, I mean, it started off as oral history, just like ours. I mean, just like the, Bi- the, the Bible as well. Uh, so, and according to the wrong theory, everything's wrong. Mm. But then again... Nothing is right, or nothing is wrong. Yeah. Well, because being wrong is wrong. Therefore, you are right, but therefore you're all. Jesus. What? I'm just trying to. You messing yourself up again? Yeah. It's just crazy, man. But anyways, any thoughts? I'm a fan of the the thought of what. What you were saying, like, just like in general, I was just like, it's fascinating how it works and everything like that. That's the most half-assed thought I've ever heard. <laughs> I, no, here's a half-assed thought. I think... <laughs> Jesus. I bet Coda can give better thoughts than you. Coda! He's right here. Oh. Oh, there he is. Hey, bud. Any thoughts? Thank you. That was interesting. Stretch. Big Aww. stretch. All right. Should we wrap it up? I guess so. All right. Well, yeah. thank you all for listening. Um, I have been Jackson, and I'm going to go set up our closing bit. Oh, yeah. Douglas, where can they find us on Instagram? You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Nightswim. Well, I'll take that back. You can find us on Instagram at Nightswims.podcast and on Facebook at just Nightswims Podcast. Not that, you know, our Facebook's not really that fun is our Instagram. There's just a lot more stuff on there. Uh, but make sure, yeah, make sure that's not too loud. Yeah, I'm about to test. Oh, jeez. All right. Hey, bud. Let me know when you're ready to close out. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. And we're about to pump some jams into your ears, so I'm going to take these off so that I don't deafen myself. Thank y'all, and we'll talk to y'all later. Nights from the summer We got another episode next week Next week I've been Jackson He's been Douglas And we have been Nights from the summer
Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Really good. Really good. I'm proud of Goodbye, you. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>